The gift just keeps on giving. For episode 61, a conversation with Shelby Green. And uh, guys, I was planning on recording on Tuesday or Wednesday before I put the Thursday show out. And I decided that, you know what, as I adjust my microphone real quick, I'm a little bit under the weather, guys. I apologize. I got a little bit of a cold right now. As you see, if you follow me on my, uh, I appreciate all the the, um, the support, like always. Um, <coughs> I've been doing a lot of things, getting a lot of things up and running right now. But I got a lot to talk about. I got not a lot to talk about. I got enough to talk about. And I'm a little annoyed. Quite frankly, I'm pissed off. And this is exactly why. Everybody knows me knows I am a huge Louisville Cardinals fan. I'm from the 502. I love the University of Louisville. It is my passion. It is my thrill. It is everything in the world that I love. And plain and simple today, I lay down. I went to the gym this morning, got up, went and worked out, had a good leg day, came home, made me some, made me a post-workout meal, got in bed, lay down for a couple hours, stepson got home, got off the bus. I get, I check my phone, and my fucking, I get on Instagram, the first thing plant, plant, comes up on my Instagram because I had a message from a, a buddy of mine on my story and then I go I go on my Instagram and I see that Trent Flowers the highly global recruit that reclassified had put out this it shows him with a uh, and and Taylor's my buddy Taylor's texting me right now uh, phone's looked up and he tweets and I quote Dear Carnation, those know me. My biggest dream has always been to play in the NBA. Recently, I've been blessed with the opportunity of a lifetime to play professional basketball in Australia to take my big steps towards my NBA dream. This was not an easy decision because my playing because playing for Louisville was also a dream of mine. While my time at Louisville Shore has been an amazing experience, and I can't thank you all enough. The coach staff has been very supportive and helped me tremendously this summer. Alongside such tremendous players was really inspiring. The love and support this city has shown me is something I'll never forget. I make transition I make this transition knowing that it was a grant me the, the ability to pour all my focus and commit directly into this, the game. First, develop my skills, continue to pr- preserve the NBA. Thank you, Carnation. We'll, we'll always have a special place in my heart. And then Trent Flowers decides to send out a fucking tweet that basically I quote tweeted, and he took it down because he realized how much of an ass he looks doing it. He said, plain and simple, it's time for me. now I can it's something about how I can be a point guard or something like that. It's time for me to be a point guard now. Now I'm back to be a point guard. And Andy Sweeney, the guy who left Louisville Radio, the guy that I who who likes to call people bum accounts, who talks shit about me. Hi Andy, not a fan of you. Don't like you at all. You never hear this, but let me make this clear. I don't like you at all. He says, "Remember what LS said? What was promised, Sky Clark?" And then I quote tweeted him saying, "Remember what the tweet the Sky Clark's tweet comment about that?" Here's the thing, guys. The dude, Trip Flowers, has been told his whole life, very much, that how he talks about, you know, he came to Louisville, they wanted to build something special. Remember him and his mom were talking about the fans, how the fans wanted Kenny gone, everybody else, and all this other shit. They were supportive, and then they pulled this shit. Guarantee what happened. He got in there, looked at the roster of the guys, looked at the, the squad that Kenny was building, and he realized he was going to be the primary ball handler. He, last second, he went to NBA Australia. See, everybody wants to point the finger that Kenny lied to him about his position. No, 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 no. Kenny didn't lie to him about his position. Trent Flowers knew what he was getting himself into. Trent Flowers knew who he was coming to, and he knew what was going to happen. If Trent Flowers knew this, it was in his back pocket. He should have just fucking said, you know what? 
I'm not sure what I want to do, whatever. Because now you read reports that there's Creighton backed off, Alabama backed off, because there was a rumor about him constantly switching academies, not knowing what he wanted to do. So that makes you wonder what really happened a little bit. What really happened? Because the city was behind Trent. People were excited. You remember when I did that episode, guys? If you really back and listen to the archives, where I went back and talked about how it was Dennis Evans, Sky Clark, and then the weekend was Trent Flowers. Within a seven-day period, Kenny Payne got those three guys. And I thought, okay, you add that to Curtis Williams, you add that to Caleb Glenn, and you bring in a Trey White. You bring in Delino, uh, I misspelled his name, the kid from, uh, from Miami. You bring those guys in, and you think, okay, we got – that's a good core. And then he gets Tyler Johnson to fill, fill his roster. Tyler can't academically. There's something going on where he's not on campus yet. And you lose Trent 86 days before the season starts, 12 weeks before the season. And it, it boggles my mind because it's like, how? what is Kenny going to do? Well, here's the thing. Louisville's got a lot of guys that are ready to play right now. Louisville's got, they, I mean, you got, I know a 4-28 and, uh, record is a little shitty. And that's it is what it is. I want guys that want to be at Louisville. I want guys to be there. You look at JJ Trainer, Caleb Glenn, they're from that city. They know what it's about. Brandon Huntley Hatfield has been reported to be his body fat's down to seven. He was at 15 to 20 percent body fat. Now he's at seven to eight percent. So that makes me feel good. Sky Clark is supposedly going to be one of the best point guards in the country. Kenny Payne has already talked about. Um Dennis Evans, the shot block in the middle. See, this whole crew of guys that Kenny's got, he's got young freshmen. He's got guys like a Trey White who came off, who was an ACC all, uh, no, sorry, all Pac-12, was a Pac-12 freshman team and everything else. And, like, it's like you can't do anything now. What are you going to do in the portal? You can't go out and get nobody. You could think you're going to bring somebody in August to make him fill in the spot. I'll tell you what Kenny's going to do. If Tyler don't make campus, because I at this point I don't know, I'll tell you what Kenny's going to do. Louisville's going to come out. Let's take a sick swig of this water. Louisville's going to come out and do this. They're going to come out. They're going to have a 20 to 25 win season. They're going to make the NCAA tournament. They're going to make a run. They'll make a run, hopefully, to the second week of the tournament or get in one of the first four buys. They'll get in. They'll get in. How we not know that Kenny's not going to take those two scholarships that Tyler doesn't come and put him in the next year's class and go get guys that he wants? And now everybody, like the Ty Spallings of the world, the whole media, Sweeney, who I'm glad he's gone. I can't give a fuck less about Sweeney. But these guys that continue to make these little short-ass comments. Like, remember what Spalding made years ago when I got off Twitter? Spalding ran his mouth with the loser mentality. Those guys right there don't have never been an athletic, have never been an athletics a day in their life, more than likely. Maybe they did a little something in high school or middle school, but they have never, excuse the dog in the background barking, but they have never, ever done anything athletically in their life. And I can say this, and I'm not an athletic guy, I don't sit there and, and tell coaches what to do and everything else. Maybe it's a good idea Trent left. Maybe Curtis Williams and Caleb Glenn are ready. Maybe it's maybe Trey White. Maybe Trent thought, maybe I'm not going to start here. Maybe I can go somewhere else. You look at the talent as I get an email I don't care about. You look at the talent they got there, and you look at everything that's going there. This, this crew is already better than the crew they had last year. L, and then, and then Sweeney wants to bring up about L. Ellis. L. Ellis was not going to fit in with what Louisville was going to do this year. L. Ellis had to be ball dominant because those guys just did not fit what Kenny was going to do. Those plain and simple, those guys did not fit the system they were going to run. And now, all of a sudden, <coughs> excuse me, I'm trying to catch my breath. All of a sudden, I'm going to take a sip of this water. All of a sudden, now everybody's going about what L. Ellis said. You think L. Ellis is going to be able to adjust from being a high-volume ball-dominant scorer to being a second, basically a second ball hander on the team that he had a ball-dominant this year? Think about this, guys. 
Ellis, it would not fit. This team has got to share the ball. The Molina scorer might average 13 points a game on this team. They're going to have to spread the ball out. How we not know that there is – I know, and you read that quote that Kenny put out today, and I could just – reading that quote from Kenny is very, very, very obvious that he's a little pissed off. I mean, if I could pull this <sighs> – if I could pull this tweet up here. And where is it at? Here it is. Earlier today, Trent and his family informed me his decision to pursue uh, to pursue pursue excuse me a professional career overseas. We are certain disappointed in the decision. His decision, and we are certain disappointed in the decision and the timing. We believe fully. We fully believe in Louisville, University of Louisville's ability to help student athletes reach their goals, including play at the highest level of professional basketball. And we're confident Trent could have cheated his dreams here by making Louisville his home. However, we wish Trent and his family all well in future endeavors. I mean. And then this guy, Bailey, or this guy tweeted out that a different. To spend all <clears throat> summer with the team and then to go somewhere else for six months to be beneficial now. But look at how the city looks at Siva, Russ, Luke, and a normal, numerous other players. We were one giant sports family. The fuck one of and the fuck we are one and the fuck won't be part and Trent Flowers won't be part of that. His choice though. I mean, it was never about family. His fa- you know, his mom was like, Well, they they built something special. They're gonna build something when his mom was tweeting at fans and everything else, and they bailed. So that's what it just bothers me. Cause we're gonna talk about college sports here, man, because the this is what I can't stand. I was just texting my buddy, he knows. A buddy of mine always texts me and goes, that's bullshit. How can Kenny replace him? It's not a replacement. Guys that step up, they're going to get guys ready. They're going to be ready, and I'm going to be cheering my ass on for them. They're going to be all right. Mike James, they said, could play one through four. Guys are going to be better. The certain guys that are back need to come back. The guys that are gone, they're gone. Kenny knows what he's doing, and I trust him. Now, do I think his staff is going to struggle a little bit? You know, how do you think it makes it looks when, you know, all this shit you thought was going to be great? I just, it just, it just, it really turns my stomach. The dude, if you want to do this before your commitment day, okay, it's your decision. We'll go play pro overseas. <clears throat> but for you to do this right when, a week before semester starts, and you pull this shit, good riddance. Wish you nothing but the best, but in my opinion, I got nothing to say about Trent Flowers. He can be in the NBA 20 years later if he's, unless. There's a team on there I want to watch. I'll turn the channel. I will not watch them. I do not care. I just think that's bullshit. Now, I know the players are probably supportive of his decision. Go work. Do your thing. But here's the thing, man. How can those teammates lose? I mean, we were building a bond here. We were doing something here, and you pull this shit. Just not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. I don't care about that. Do not like it at all. And that's what it is. So let's talk about college basketball. Let's talk about college football. College football is two weeks away, basically, at this point. And I'm excited for college football, but I'm also pissed off at college football. You know why? Because college football is causing, with the television contracts, the transfer portal, and everything else, is causing conferences to realign. If you look at the conferences around us, it's all realignment. Everybody. The Pac-12 is no longer gone. Anybody who follows and knows the Pac-12 is gone. The ACC, Florida State, thinks they're hot shit, wants to get out of the ACC, but the revenue is not the same. Nobody really wants them. Louisville is struggling to win. What's wrong with the ACC? ACC's revenue is down compared to the Big 12, the Big 10, and the SEC. The reason why the ACC is down, because Louisville is down. Uh, Florida State's coming back, but they're not really the same. Clemson has struggled this last couple years, but they're really well. They've been playing well enough, but not the Clemson standards, if you really look at it. 
Uh, other schools like Pittsburgh have been chiming in and stuff, but a team like basketball-wise, Syracuse has kind of fallen off a bit. That being said, if you look at the way college football is, basically the worst thing that happened to college football, this all started in 2012, 2013, the end of the Big East. This all started with that. Now, what does Louisville benefit from? How does the ACC benefit? First off, the ACC could increase their revenue right here, right now. If Notre Dame, Notre Dame got their high-ass horses and went to the ACC full-time and says, you know, Wars is going to join the conference because their television contract with NBC would benefit the ACC extremely. I mean, if you try to watch an ACC game on the ACC network, it's fucking horrible. Trash. It's trash. So I'm just disgusted because – Television executives make money, make all this money. They get in this business, and they don't have a fucking clue what this is about. All they care about is, for one thing, oh, you know what? We're gonna pers- we're gonna take this. We're gonna put UCLA in the Big Ten. That makes a lot of sense. Indiana's gonna travel across the West Coast in different fucking time zones on a Sunday night to go play for on Saturday night to go play fucking um to play UCLA. Then they might have to go home on a Wednesday, play a home game against Ohio State, but then they got to fly down. Then they got to fly back out to play Oregon. How does that make any fucking sense to me? And how does that make any sense? To, like, you imagine a coach getting off a fucking plane and shit? This is what happens when these super con- Everybody wanted to see a super conference. People who really not, did not know a fucking clue about college sports. Let's, we need super conferences. No, you fucking don't. Super conferences don't make no fucking sense. This ain't pro sports. There's a reason why. I mean, look at those, like, Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State are all left out. There's another email goes off. All four of them have been left out to fucking dry. If you really look at it, they're all left out to dry. Texas and Oklahoma, they're going to the SEC. I'm letting you know right now, Oklahoma will be fine, I think. Defensively, we're Brent, excuse me, Brent Vables, I think, defensively doing Texas is going to fall the fuck off. Texas is not. The only reason why Texas was accepted was one of the name in the Longhorn Network. That's the only reason why. You think Texas is going to do something against Alabama or fucking Georgia? You see the guys Georgia's got? How about Tennessee on the rise right now? You think they're going to be able to? And they can't, they can't compete against Oklahoma. So what the fuck does that make? <coughs> My God. I'm pissed off about it. I'm annoyed by it because it's killing the sport I love. It's killing college basketball. It's hurting college basketball more than anything. And that's what sucks. You know, I came on here today. I was going to lay off. I didn't have nothing to really. I was just going to relax and chill. I'm pissed off. I'm annoyed. I don't really give a fuck, to be honest with you today. I'll be honest. I'm really fucking annoyed right now, man. And people want to say it's just a sport. It's just this, that. And that ain't. It, where I'm from, sports is different. Sports is a way of life. Yeah, I care about things. Yeah, I want to win games. But goddamn, man. Like, Come on, man. I've had to sit back since 2016. Since an Elite Eight loss against Michigan State for Louisville, I have dealt with nothing but buckets and piles of chicken shit. And I'm tired of it. I believe in Kenny Payne. I believe in the staff. I'm still sticking riding. If this team is does not have a winning record by December, then my opinion might change a little bit. But that's about it. Everybody wants to talk. Now, and all of a sudden, where is these... And here's another thing with the, the, this thing. Where does loyalty anymore in anything. You watch guys jump back and forth. Look what James Harden did today to Daryl Morey. He called Daryl Morey a liar. I thought Daryl Morey was his boy. I thought Daryl Morey was the reason why he went to Philadelphia. Now all of a sudden he calls Daryl Morey a liar? What the fuck's up with that? Because you didn't get traded, now you're calling the guy a liar. There's maybe more to it, but I'm just saying that's what it looks like. 
There's no more loyalty in anything anymore. It's you can't get guys. You watch guys back and forth now. They go back and forth from here, back and forth here, back and forth here, back and forth. Look what happened. To, look, look, look at this. Look at the transfer portal. Matt Cross played at Miami, went to Louisville the following year. Then got a, he got a request a waiver to transfer to Massachusetts. Played for three different schools in the year, but he automatically immediately plays. How does that make sense? I'm not a. I'm just. I just. It's college athletics. Is becoming to a point where I get the NIL happened. The NIL had to happen because the FBI bullshit and the NCAA is at fault for because the needy, greedy bullshit they pulled. But you mean to tell me this is what happens? I just, I'm just, I'm old school, man. I'm 30 years old, man. I'm, I'm old school to the fact of loyalty and what it's all about, and that's just a fact on my end. Text my buddy real quick. Next man up, like always. That's how I feel. So, what is the big announcement? Everybody's been asking me about this big announcement. I've been posting on my Instagram, and I have a big announcement coming. Like I said, the August, as I pull my phone up. As a lot of commotion in the background. The August 31st episode, you will have a big episode. There will be an announcement made. There will be an announcement made. And it's going to be a dandy. Plain and simple. But, you know, I haven't really done a lot this weekend. I've been chilling. Um, not really been doing a whole lot. Had a weekend off. Got me a pet snake in my house now. Her name is Medusa. She's a ball python. A ball python. Ball python. And she's beautiful. She's in her, her little cocoon right now. On her little long resting. When I got a little stuff, it's right here in my office. When the, the thing is checking her gauge, her temperature gauge this morning. I got up. Overall, I'm just, you know, just been doing my thing, just vibing and pushing, man. <laughs> like always, I've been doing what I have to do. But we'll talk a little pro wrestling real quick. Everybody has been bitching about what happened with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. People are pissed off about that. They're annoyed about that. And then Friday Night Smackdown, we got our reason. And everybody was bitching about it. It doesn't make any sense. The fuck it don't. You go back and watch the clip. It makes sense. Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso comes out, talks about how he, uh, <coughs> excuse me, how he didn't want Jey to turn into an asshole like Roman Reigns. It was a good story to tell. It was great to tell, and it is what it is. Plain and simple. And it's a fact. People, people, and this is what I can't stand about wrestling fans nowadays. Wrestling fans, when something gets hot, they jump on the bandwagon. They wanted Jey Uso to win the world title. Everybody and their mama wanted that. And here's the problem with that. Okay, where does Jey Uso go from there? Where does it go from there? Because somebody break this down for me where it goes. Because nobody asked for that. Nobody believes in their right mind that Jey Uso was going to win that world title. Anybody that knows wrestling believes that Jey Uso was going to win the title. They were saying the shit about Sami Zayn in fact in February or March. <coughs> Nobody believed in their right mind that Sami was going to win that world title that night in Montreal against Roman Reigns. Nobody in their right mind believed that. Plain and simple. And it's a fact. It's a way of it, it's just a fact. And I don't give a damn what it is. Or how it goes, or whatever. And as I send a buddy, 
but as anybody, any single human being knows wrestling knows it wasn't happen. You know, it's like I get, I, you know, it, it just infuriates me. Everybody knows what's gonna happen in WrestleMania 40. Everybody knows that fucking Cody's gonna get a shot at Roman. He's gonna beat Roman for the belts in Philadelphia. That's what's gonna happen. Everybody knows that. Now, what's gonna happen on Raw? We don't know. We don't know what that's gonna happen. But that is clear cut. No matter what anybody says, the money right now is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the number one guy in this business. You cannot take that belt off him right now and expect him to just, to just, you just can't right now. There's no reason. The story is Cody beating him for the world titles. And the else the other story is after he loses it, Solo turns on Roman lays him out. And Roman leaves for a little while. He comes back in the summer next year, SummerSlam, and gets the revenge on Solo. And Roman's the babyface again. And here's another thing I want to talk about. These fans out here that bitch and moan about Roman's schedule, how he doesn't defend the title, everything else. <clears throat> here's the thing. The same people that are bitching and complaining about that are the same people that complain about MJF. Are the same people that pacify MJF. Because MJF does the same thing. He's on TV every week most of the time. But does he work every week? Not recently. He's worked a lot with Adam Cole. But he works his events. What is the difference in Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns has hit the ground running. Roman Reigns back in 2012 or, or 2010 or 11 when he got signed. When he went to the full roster. When he went to the full-time roster in 20, late 2012. Since then, till his recent since his recent deal, he has worked a full time schedule. What is wrong with a man who's in his mid to late thirties, possibly going to Hollywood, is the number one box office attraction in the world right now for professional wrestling? What's wrong with him working a lesser schedule? Because he did everything. He came back during the middle of twenty twenty for COVID. His his whole run in twenty twenty one, he worked a full time schedule, and then after twenty twenty two, after backlash, he he got a new deal. He got a new deal. What he wanted. What's wrong with that? And here's the thing. Everybody's bitching about it. Let me ask you a question. What if your job called you after all the years you put in? Say, you know what? You've done a great job for us. You've been a great ambassador to the company. You've busted your ass all this time. And what we're going to reward you. We're going to up your pay a little bit, and you're going to work half the year. Sign me the fuck up because I'm down. I'm down right now. No human being would in this world do that. And if you out there believe that that, it, that it, they just let me what they want, you're a fucking mark. You're a mark for this business, and it's a fact. I'm a little fucking moody today, and I don't give a fuck. I just lost a subscriber probably. I don't care. Also, by the way, I wanted to also talk a little bit too. Um, this whole writer strike thing in Hollywood. I don't. I know a little bit about it. I haven't read much about it, but a lot of things in Hollywood uh, are getting. A lot of things in Hollywood are getting delayed. A lot of shit's going on. <clears throat> and here's the thing. There are a lot of people in Hollywood, outside of the Hollywood regime, think these guys make a shit ton. A lot of these guys make a shit ton of money or whatever. Some guys don't make a lot of money. Some guys are basically a lot of a lot of stunt doubles, a lot of just actors in there making a little, a little appearances for guests. They get, they get royalties, but they don't get much. Some guys, there was a guy who was on multiple episodes of a show as a recurring recurring guest, but he wasn't in, this, in the, the, the opening credits. He was a guest. He gets royalty checks from show. I can't remember what it was, but he was showing like it was fourteen dollars. Some he, once in a while he got a twenty five dollar check. Like you think about that, what is it? And that that's what it is. I mean, Josh Peck, the former guy from Josh and Drake and Josh, 
He doesn't get royalties from from Drake and Josh. He doesn't. Ned declassified school Skvaga, the lead in that. He talks about he doesn't get royalties from it. It's it's a dirty business. Hollywood's a dirty business. We'll get another certain guys that are in it that make a lot of money. I mean, Batista talked about it when he first went from wrestling, Dave Batista. When he went from press wrestling pro to acting, he thought he was gonna make money. He didn't make a lot of money. He struggled a little bit. Why do you think like the only guys that really have, have when they go that genre of acting, a lot of guys get a little bit of a break here and there, but a lot of guys struggle. Look at Jason Momoa. Momoa had a, went through hell. If you really look at some of the films he had, not a lot of great of them. He got that show. I think it was what was a show on? I can't escape it, but not Game of Thrones. His breakthrough role was Game of Thrones. That's what got him going. But he did a Conan Barbarian remake. He was a villain in Stallone, a Sylvester Stallone movie. He was in Johnson Family Vacation, the first time I've ever seen him. He did a couple of TV shows, but his big breakthrough was Game of Thrones. That's what got him his break. And then he got the Aquaman cast, which he's been good. Then he's done a lot. He's done other movies since then, but I'm just saying in general, he did the Dune movie. He's doing other things. It took a while for a game. Look at Batista. Batista got that breakthrough with Guardians of the Galaxy. Then he got the 007 film. Then he got this film. Then he got that. It takes a while. And some of these guys are saying, we're in Hollywood. We're getting all these, but we're not making things. There are guys who have been writing shows for 20 years and not getting a percentage of what they're, they're supposed to get. I respect that. Bob Meyer for Disney's a fucking asshole. We all know that. That guy's a prick. And let me get this another thing. I want to talk about the Disney Plus app too. Because I'm in a fucking grumpy mood. Disney Plus, I like your app. But here's the problem. You're putting too much fucking content out. Can you slow the fuck down? I haven't finished fucking... I quit watching Marvel shows because they're fucking... It was just too much at once. Jesus Christ. I'm in a foul fucking mood. I don't give a fuck today. And yeah, it just... Ah, man. But anyway... But anyway, so you know what, guys? I'm just going to close the show today. This is going to go up on Thursday, 9 a.m. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might make an announcement during the week what's going on. But anyway, the title of the show is going to be, I'm a little moody today. And that's what it's going to be. You have a great day, great week. Happy Monday, right as I record the show. But it'll be out Thursday, 9 a.m. I don't bullshit. Just tell like it is straight up. Have a good one.